0: The results of a full year of business don't just come from condensing a full year of business. It literally comes down to what you focused on every minute of every day of every hour. The number one problem really is the inability to know what to focus on. The solution to that is learning that skill, even the awareness of how do you know what to actually focus on?
1: You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Shannon. It's great to have you joining me here today.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
1: I know, right? We're going to go down rabbit holes and rabbit holes are always fun. (laughs) And we're going to talk about the power of focus. We're going to talk about the number one problem that you've seen business owners face. We're going to talk about all sorts of things around that. But before we dive into today's topic, I'd love you to share with the listeners what it is that you do and the types of clients that you serve.
0: Yeah, definitely. So this month, actually, October 2020, when we're having this chat, is my five years in business. So I spent the last five years as a business and marketing consultant, but the last 10 years in marketing. So I literally live and breathe marketing every single day. So I'm business and marketing consultant. I predominantly help ambitious business owners who want their next level of success. Mm -hmm. And the types of businesses They really do vary, but the common thread I find is they have that ambitious streak or they're in that season of I really want to go for the next level. I've been doing what I've been doing. It's going really well, but now I'm ready for the next thing. So that's the thing I normally help people with and that's what I do.
1: Love it. I love when you're very clear about who it is that you help and just as similarly who it is that you don't work with. It makes it so much easier to be able to do business, which you know, again, that well, that's your topic of the power of focus. And I guess people are probably listening to that, thinking that we're going to talk about marketing because that's your area of expertise. But I think we're going to deviate a bit today, aren't we?
0: <laughs> it would appear that way. But as we go through, hopefully it will come full circle and people understand why today's topic around focus does really tie into marketing and growing a business.
1: Absolutely, it does. I think that we need to think of our business in a holistic way and that I know before we started recording, you were talking about, you know, people that need to be on video on Facebook lives. And I think that as we were talking about that, and we were both discussing this and unpacking it, that people are thinking too much of a tactic or a trick or a strategy on its own and it doesn't work like that. So Facebook Lives, yes, they definitely work. They're a really great tool in their business. But if we don't understand why we're doing them, then it doesn't really get the cut through that we're looking for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And even to just understand that, like why are you doing anything? Why are you doing marketing? Why are you in business? And even understanding and reflecting on some of those things, that will help you to build that momentum to go forward with, say, Facebook Lives. If you know why you're doing Facebook Lives, you know who you're targeting, who you're focusing on, what you want to say, all those different things, it'll help you to show up there consistently, spread your message more concisely, do all those different things. So probably today's conversation is more of that qualitative one where it's looking at some other pieces of the puzzle that most people don't look at. But when you do look at these things, like focus, like knowing where to spend your time and energy and effort and all those things, that's what will help you to propel forward in your
1: business, in your marketing. Mm, totally. So let's move right back to the beginning. What is the number one problem that you see most entrepreneurs or business owners have that prevent them from moving forward, growing, You know, getting the outcomes it is that they're looking for?
0: Yeah, definitely. And like you brought up before, every person I talk to says it is marketing or sales Mm -hmm. or lack of sales, but if we really get right down to it, the number one problem is their inability to actually know what to focus on. Mm -hmm. So if you look at everything within marketing, when you actually know what to focus on at any part of your business, Mm -hmm. it could be that you're in a season of growing your team or whatever it might be. When you actually know what to focus on that specific area, And even down to the specific task as well, because if we really do think about it, the results of a full year of business don't just come from condensing a full year of business. It literally comes down to what you focused on every minute of every day of every hour. You know, it comes right back down to the minute details. So the number one problem really is the inability to know what to focus on. So the solution to that is knowing or learning that skill, even the awareness of, how do you know what to actually focus
1: on? Mm. So, as you were saying that, I already can see people's minds going, Well, that's really great, but you know, I don't know what to focus on. But I think that this is something that we really need to unpack because you know, needing and you're in marketing, you would get this all the time too. people reaching out saying, Oh, I need to do some Facebook ads. And it's I seriously, it's less than a five minute conversation to go. "Mm, You don't need Facebook ads right now. If you do Facebook ads, you're going to be putting a lot of money down the toilet because maybe you're not clear on who your ideal client is, or maybe your message isn't making sense or, you know, some other things so what we're really talking about here is not treating the symptom but treating the core problem so when we're looking at what that core problem is so that we're able to focus on the right thing how do we even know how do our listeners know where to start
0: yeah definitely so you always really do start with the symptom so everyone most people are on the trajectory they're on the right path of figuring out What is the thing to actually focus on? So if it is for most business owners, they do want to get more sales, get more clients and things like that. So starting there, then it's just a matter of questions and dissecting or reverse engineering, all those buzzwords that we do love. (laughs) (laughs) Going back through and really having a look and seeing what works and what doesn't work. And looking at it, like you said before, holistically, because sometimes it isn't just the strategy. Sometimes, like, for example, if someone does run Facebook ads, Facebook ads is an amazing strategy mm-hmm. for a lot of business owners. They definitely, and it definitely work. They definitely <laughs> work. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But if we look at that example, Facebook ads, a business owner who wanting to use that as a core strategy for their business. But if you don't give it enough time for it to perform, like Facebook ads, there's so many different things. If you don't give it enough time to perform, to learn all that data about Facebook audience, then you could just can it. And then like a lot of people say, Facebook ads don't work for me. Uh They don't Uh work for my business. But it could be other things within that as well. It could be your content. It could be the targeting. It could be the copy. It could be the retargeting strategy. It could be that you're not following up with the leads that you do get. Mm -hmm. It could be that your offer is not correct. So instead of looking at it as a full box, Facebook ads as one solution to the problem of not having enough leads and customers and clients, having a look and dissecting all the different pieces and seeing, okay, well, what is actually working and what isn't working before kind of throwing that to the curve And then looking for the other nice, shiny object and then Mm -hmm. stepping into podcasting or stepping into growing a Facebook group or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. So it is about dissecting it, having a look individually, what are all the different components that are working and what are all the different things that aren't working and a lot of business owners you can do this yourself from your own experience but if it is something more specific like facebook ads or something a little bit more intricate then that's where we're having a conversation with the expert or someone who's had success could be a business friend or someone that you know who has had that perform really well it's worth having that conversation with them
1: Mm. So once we know what is working and what isn't working, I mean, that's a really great place to start, but you don't know what you don't know. Right. And mm-hmm. I've certainly been here before myself and I'd actually say for anyone in business, I'm sure that every single one of us has been in this at some point before, cause you definitely don't know what you don't know. So how do we even And P.S. I don't think reverse engineering is a buzzword. I love it so much. (laughs) (laughs) A lot
0: of the buzzwords aren't actually amazing. They're just very
1: used.
0: (laughs) I guess they're buzzwords for good reason,
1: right? (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, But how do we start to reverse engineer to understand what what that root cause is? Because you can't read the label from inside the jar. So even though we're able to get people to sort of you know, help as you say for what's working and what's not. How do we even start to really uncover what is the core problem?
0: Yeah, definitely. So the thing that we can all always and only ever do is do the thing that is right in front of us. And that's the whole thing of hindsight. We can look back and say, oh, I can see where this all worked and this all pieced together or how it looked behind us. But when it's right in front of us, it's we can only really look at what's in front of us. So one quote that I live by when I first started my business five years ago is just take the next step forward. Mm. That's all I would ever focus on. Yeah. And even trickling back to when I went to uni and things like that, it was just focus on the next step forward. That's all we can ever do. Yeah. So that leap forward, that step forward, helps us to really take some movements forward rather than just sitting and pondering. And and I do love a good ponder and a good mm-hmm. reflection session. But instead of doing that whole write-off of, okay, this isn't working, even within, say if it's Facebook ads, trying a different approach, because at the end of the day, we all know what, well, split testing, it's like split testing what isn't working and what is working within Mm -hmm. all of that. And sometimes it is even us as well. It's sometimes Mm -hmm. the, probably not so much in a Facebook ads example, but maybe if you're doing Facebook lives, for example, it could be things that we're not being very consistent because there and why aren't we being consistent well maybe that we're scared of who's going to jump onto the live or Mm -hmm. no one jumps onto the live Mm -hmm. and just kind of continuously questioning and this is a rabbit hole you can go down continually questioning all the things that do come up so if it's oh I'm afraid of who's going to jump onto the lives or who isn't why is that? Mm -hmm. Is it that you are, you feel, and I think for a lot of people, imposter syndrome definitely comes up. Why do you feel like an imposter? And if that is the last answer you get from going down the rabbit hole of questions, Mm -hmm. then that is probably the thing that you need to focus on. So for me, for example, I did go through a big, big spell of imposter syndrome and thought that I was the worst marketer in the world. But when I solved that piece, I solved so many different things. Mm. When you solve the root cause, it really is that dominoes effect. So, and really that comes with trial and error because back to hindsight, I can look back and tell you all the courses that I bought, all the amazing coaches, and they are all amazing, all the amazing coaches I worked with. But it wasn't until I got to the root cause of what was avoiding me from the things I wanted to achieve, then I could never, ever get to where I am today.
1: Mm. or I could
0: but it might take me a much much longer amount of time
1: absolutely and that's what I was going to say as well that all we're trying to do is speed up the process we're trying to you know instead of the imposter syndrome hiding us for two years we're we're trying to get that to a couple of you know an hour or a couple of minutes because we've got the strategies to be able to work around that and I love that you talked about the next step because it came up on a call that I was on with my inner circle members this morning because we had a co-working session where we were pulling together all old content ready to be repurposed. And a couple of the people said, Oh my goodness, I'm so overwhelmed. I've got so much content and I don't know how to put it. And I said, don't worry about it. If you try and get it perfect now, you'll never, ever be able to use it. Just start today, put one piece of content in there, start using this strategy. And Mm -hmm. just from now on, you just put your content straight in there. And and I think that that is something that happens a lot is that overwhelm is just trying to work through too much or, or thinking that we have to have things to be perfect But there is no perfect. There's no perfect Mm. in anything and especially not business. So it is just about taking that next step and having the confidence to actually probably not even the confidence to do it, right? I don't know.
0: (laughs) Sometimes it is that. It's one thing that I would do is just push myself a little bit outside my comfort zone. There were things that I would do like my first Facebook Live, which is still on the internet. I was literally shaking and you could see my hands and my voice was like quivering and all the different things. And if you can just take that that little extra push outside of your comfort zone, you will be amazed. But I also do love the fact that greatness can still come within people's comfort zones as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm very much about not putting things and labels and things into a box because, yeah, for that reason, greatness can come from many, many different places and forms of where we're currently at.
1: On that. Do you think that we need to be pushing ourselves every day to do something or the way that you operate in your business? And probably this is a better question. Not do you think other people should, but for you personally, is pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, something you do every day, or do you bounce between, okay, I've pushed myself out of my comfort. So now I want to sit in the comfort for just a little bit to then be able to get the energy to be able to push the next level.
0: Yeah, really good question. And I've got two kind of answers to it. One, I am a firm believer in that we, we live through seasons. Us as individuals, we live through seasons. So there's a time for really going all in, putting all those hours in. And then there's a time for probably sitting back a little bit more retracting. And it can be things going on in your life. It could be things going on in your business, things in the economy. And it's your interpretation of it. Like for me, for example, My daughter is going to high school next year. So I'm kind of plugging that in that January, February, March timeframe of not putting too much on my plate because I want to make sure that I'm really there for her just around that transition for her. So I heavily believe in having seasons. And then that comes Mm -hmm. back to, you know, how do I want to show up in this season? So if this season is a more relaxed season, what do you need to do and how do you show up in that way? The other thing that I want to add to that as well is I definitely, and this is probably something I've come to in the last year, is I do believe we all have our own type of DNA, especially in business, Mm -hmm. and different things do work for us. Mm -hmm. So what I personally do is as I find certain things that work for me, it's like I'm creating my own script or my own recipe of what works for Shannon. So mm-hmm. I'll write those different things down. So one example is, and of course, it's been a tricky year, but I have to see, I have to book in an in-person business meeting once per week, because mm-hmm. if it goes beyond that, then I turn into a turtle and I just really retract. Uh huh. And this negative snowball effect. And a great way for people to understand that about themselves is when did things get to a really great point And when did things get to a really low point And what contributed to both of them? Mm -hmm. So for me, a few months back, I went into burnout and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I reflected on what actually took me down that rabbit hole, because you can stop burnout from my understanding before you get into the thick of it. Mm -hmm. Of course, we Mm -hmm. all touch on it. But what were the things for me that led to that? And for me, it was boredom, feeling like the day was like a slog and really mundane, not seeing people. So that was one of the things Mm -hmm. that came out from it. So now that's kind of like my trigger points of understanding, okay, when I start to feel these things again, and I'll write them down because I'm reminded of them more often, then I know next time I start to feel bored, mundane, not seeing people, then I know, okay, I need to do something about that. Otherwise, I'm going to go down that rabbit hole again. And Mm. then same thing, what contributes to the success side as well? Even with your marketing, what helped your marketing succeed that time? And what was it about the strategy? What was it about you? What was it about the way you were showing up? Did you enjoy that strategy more than a different type of one? So yeah, coming back to the whole qualitative conversation, I guess, these are other things that you can look at to help you have greater success in your marketing.
1: Do you have a system around that reflection process? Or is that something that you only reflect when there's a red flag?
0: Uh, for me, it's definitely becoming a more regular thing because the more I, the more I do it, the more I realize it works. So I guess the system is at the moment for me it is you know the highs and the lows. What contributes to that to either or both spectrums? and just acknowledging them, writing those down. And it's almost like it really is the whole analogy of loving the journey, not the destination. Mm -hmm. So I'm on this train of figuring out what works for me on this journey along the way to the destination. So yeah, I guess in terms of a system, probably that at the moment, the highs and the lows and what contributes to either.
1: Mm, I love that. If we're thinking about the going back and sorting out the root cause. I want to go back to that a little bit. So I was just reflecting on what you were talking about. And I'd love to bring in the marketing piece of this because this is also your zone of genius, because obviously we need to, every single one of us needs to be marketing in our business. I don't believe this is something that should be left to chance. What about for people that, haven't got to this uh, stage of paid marketing, then things are not working, but they don't understand what's working and what's not working. How can we start to heal that piece to be able to move forward?
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, I bring it right back down to the, I guess, the details in front of us. So to know what is working, Well, if it's to get more clients, if you think about the, you can do it to the last 10 clients you brought on, or you can just go one by one. What actually helped to get that one client? And then that second client, the last 10 clients, what actually helped in order for you to get that client? So that helps you to understand what doesn't work. And then the byproduct of that is also understanding what didn't work. And probably the other element that I'll add to this is one of my Personal, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who does it, but tools that I love to use is my calendar. Mm -hmm. So everything that I do goes straight into my calendar. And when I do have these reflection pieces, or if I say to a client, okay, let's have a look and see where did your last 10 clients come from, Mm -hmm. if you've put all your activities in the calendar or in a diary or whatever system that I'm hoping you're using, some (laughs) form of a system, then that's going to help you to dictate, okay, this is what's working and this isn't what's working. It's almost like if you can do a whole time tracking of the last three, six months, even one week, if we want to break it right down, or even today, when we can look at what activities, and that's where the focus comes in as well, what activities occurred in order for that result to happen or not happen. Mm. So if you haven't got the clients that you wanted in the last quarter, for example, what did you spend the last quarter doing? Mm -hmm. And from there, you'll start to, okay, well, we all know scrolling through social media doesn't help. So let's eliminate that from our schedule. Mm-hmm. And we do know growing our network in is a great way to build our network in our target market in order to have a pool of people to have conversations with in order to then hopefully lead them onto a sales call or getting them to buy your product or service.
1: Mm, perfect. It really... The way that you're breaking that down makes it so much easier because I think that we can get caught looking at the big picture and being completely overwhelmed with that mm-hmm. rather than just breaking it down and going, all right, let's analyze each little piece and be able to pull that apart.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think this for me, it's definitely come from like I, am, I love to talk to people about big picture things, their vision, their big goals. But then I'm also the realist in me is like, okay, well, how are we going to make that happen? So Mm -hmm. uh, I think for people who are similar like that, who are really ambitious, they have these big standing goals. We also have to understand how can we make that happen? Because these things won't happen overnight. We won't build that six or seven or multi-figure business doing the thing doing all the things, but not really doing anything, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So how important is that big vision? When you've been working with your clients and really helping them to get that power of focusing on, on the right thing, how important is that vision playing into w- what's going on or what's the symptom in their business?
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, what a vision really allows people to do is to almost step outside of where they're currently at. So if they're in a, in a place where a time and place where they're like business isn't where I want it to be well for most people that's not going to for a long-term aspect that's not going to get you out of where you currently are so you have to have some form of vision whether it's the whole vision and mission for your business or it's just the current season that you're in maybe you want to send your children to a certain school or maybe it's you want to maybe change where you're currently eating the type of food your family's eating like how real can you make your vision just powerful enough so that when you've got in your calendar i need to do a facebook live i know why i'm doing the facebook live because Mm -hmm. i want to have this amazing holiday or whatever it might be Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so the vision is important
1: yeah absolutely Just to help us understand how to apply this without sharing any details whatsoever, I don't want to know the client or the business, but what is a problem that one of your clients had and how did you work back and solve that? Just to give us some sort of context with how we can apply this.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I'll paint a picture, I guess. That'll probably be the easiest way. Sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So service-based business, wanting to get more clients, And this is probably the rinse and repeat of what I do, understanding where they're currently at, where they want to go. And then here's a strategy to do that and understanding what has worked, what hasn't worked. And that's probably really important. And I think for all businesses, um, to the best of your ability, because the whole thing of hindsight, we'll only know once time has passed, Mm -hmm. but what works and what doesn't work. And then having a strategy to move forward with is what's really going to help you to propel. But for example, what I do with my clients, I do weekly or fortnightly strategy sessions. And it's always really interesting to see what happens between that week or that fortnight. And this is probably where this topic today the power focus really comes from because from seeing things that my clients go through things that I've also gone through between a week or a fortnightly session getting together with your coach or your mentor whoever it might be you see that often the progress that is made and also the progress that wasn't made and sometimes a task of a strategy is like a five-minute thing But it's really interesting, I find, and and we all do this, I call it fancy procrastination.
1: Fancy procrastination, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) We find
0: other things to get the thing done. So if I tell someone, okay, you need to connect with, say, 10 people, for example, Mm -hmm. 10 people on LinkedIn, here's how to do it, here's the conversation, here's the follow-up and all the different things. Now, it's really interesting how sometimes I guess strategies can be reinterpreted because to me, and this is where I get better at what I do, it sounded like, okay, reach out to 10 people. This is who to reach out to. This is what to say. This is how to respond back. And that's all you do. And then the fancy procrastination comes in of, oh, I'm going to reach out to 10 people. I think I should get a CRM and I should jump onto. I've heard HubSpot's a good one. So I'm going to go set up a CRM. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to get all my contacts I've spoken to recently and put them onto the CRM. And then all these in-between fancy procrastination tasks come into it. And it's like, then the fortnightly or weekly session comes up and it's like, oh, did you get the thing done? It's like, yes, but I had to do this first. And that took five hours, whereas the task you gave me took 30 minutes. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so for me, the feedback there is understanding the gaps between the conversation or the strategy I'm giving and what can happen in the meantime. And I've done it. Everyone's done it. So it really is like trimming the fat, take the information for what it is and just apply those simple little things. The CRMs can come later if they need to. Mm -hmm. I've seen lots of businesses not even really need a CRM. The calendar does us just fine.
1: Yeah, and I see the same with people that are starting out with websites, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, just get this thing done. Oh, no, no, I need a website why do you need a website? <laughs> like, I don't understand what you're telling me right now. And you know, three, four, five, sometimes six months down the track, they still don't have clients because it's no I, I need the website or I need the whatever else other thing that's going on rather than mm-hmm. exactly what you're saying. Just reach out to a few people, get some clients and then the rest will fall into place.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just on that, I, five years ago when I started my business, I started with a, social media content creation business. So alongside that, I also have my consulting work. And the way I started my social media business was backwards to the way I started my consulting. Social Uh media content creation started with, okay, get the website, get the logo, get all the frills ready, the business cards, all that type of stuff. Whereas the consulting started the other way around. It's connecting me with the clients. How can you get in front of the clients? Because you've already got that knowledge there. The clients really don't care if you have a website or a business card, especially in you've got Zoom now. So that's, and you can get digital ones. And even within all that, like a lot of things
1: aren't necessary. I totally agree. You know, when I started this current business that I'm in now, Facebook was very new and it worked quite differently to how it does now. But I didn't have a website, I didn't have business cards, didn't have a fancy logo, but I did manage to pull together a PDF. So what I would do was invite people to, back then it was Facebook page before the, you know, like we're talking when (laughs) people actually still went to a Facebook page. And when people joined my page, I would reach out to them in messenger and say, Hey, I've got this PDF. I'd love to give it to you for free for joining my group. And they'd go, Oh, thanks so much. And I would just manually get their email address (laughs) and manually enter it into my CRM. And that's how I built my current business. You know, we, mm-hmm. sometimes we just get a little bit too fancy. And I think that was just right back then. What's the core problem? Need clients. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. what do you need to do? Get them.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, that's a perfect example of you knowing what to focus on. It's just the need the clients. Need the clients. How do we get the clients? And just go off and do that. Yeah. So, yeah, you've definitely learned that skill.
1: Yeah, that's from being in business for a very long time and doing all the the fails along the way and getting a sore butt as I keep getting knocked (laughs) down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, Shannon, for anyone that's been listening that would love to connect with you, how can they do that?
0: Yeah, definitely. So I'm Shannon Stone on most of the platforms Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. I've also got a Facebook group as well. It's called The Only Business Group You'll Ever Need. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's the best
1: place to find me. Awesome. And what would your parting message be? Just to sort of wrap up everything that we've talked about into one little takeaway, what would that little value bomb be?
0: Yeah, really good question. I think it would be that business is it can be a lot easier than we make it out to be and even if we just take okay what do I need to focus on this minute this day this hour that is the thing that will help you to get everything that you want
1: Mm, love it so true so valuable Shannon thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us today oh thank you for having me Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to the show. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways I can help you. Number one, grab a free copy of the Thought Leaders Positioning Checklist over at samanthareilly.global forward slash checklist. Number two, check out my inner circle for coaches, experts, and change makers over at Global forward slash inner circle. Or number three, connect with me to discuss how I can work with you on a more personal or a one-on-one level at hello at Global. I look forward to hanging out with you here again on Thursday, right here on the Thought Leaders Business Lab.